Here we go. Join me and together we can rule the galaxy. Hello and welcome to Behind the Dreams Podcast. My name is Jordan Wiegand and I have my sister. Christian Allgaier. And we are breaking down the latest Disney news in all uh, in all areas. Theme parks, uh, movies, TV shows. Uh, what, which, whatever, whatever you have, Disney-wise. What have you. Whatever that is, that phrase. Um... <laughs> So our opening question today is your favorite Disney sidekick. I'll start. I'll go with Timon from The Lion King. I think he is uh, just uh, – he's funny. He's um, – uh, I don't know. He's funny. He's clever. And I would say, you know, a story that, uh, you know, the whole family knows and our listeners don't. But I was probably like four or so, and we went down to Disney – and I only wanted to stay in my room and play with the, you know, the Disney figures you could buy back in the day. And uh, the only character I would meet, uh, the only thing I wanted to do was go meet Timon. So, uh, and I would cry anybody else. So, I think that is going to be my answer on that one. What's yours? Mine would be Maximus from Rapunzel. Mm-hmm. I just thought he was very funny and the little, you know, things that he does and how he kind of like is protective over Rapunzel but then kind of comes around to you know help Flynn out too. But he's Flynn's horse isn't he? No he was one of the ones from the castle. Oh I gotta rewatch it then. I always just thought those two hanging out together. Uh-uh remember because he was like looking at the reward thing where he, he was wanted and then I'm pretty sure he was one that belonged to the castle that was going out to find him. Uh, and then he... He steals them or something, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Been a while. I'd say. <laughs> seen it once, okay? Um, what? You've only seen that movie once? I've only seen it once. Oh my god. It was alright. I like that one a lot. And Lucas used to watch it. Like, we were even living there, and Lucas used to watch it all the time, so I'm surprised. We probably watched it upstairs. I don't remember downstairs at all. But, um, <laughs> nope. No, I don't, I've only seen it uh, the once. Joy had me watch it. It's her favorite. And I don't have it on digital, so I actually have to physically put the disc in, so that's been a pain. Oh, darn. And sometimes, well, sometimes my Blu ray player is not actually working sometimes, it won't read the discs, so. That's why I also started getting stuff with digital, just so it makes it easier. So, we have some, uh, we'll go to the news. Extra, extra, read all about it. Let's see here. We have a new Cirque du Soleil show. Uh, which is actually going to feature um, the Disney characters, isn't that right? It's the uh, showcase Disney yeah, it's animation. To, it's, yeah, it's supposed to showcase. I felt like like the history of the animation or something like that. The official description 
is the original show will be created by Cirque du Soleil and will pay uh, homage to Disney's rich history of animation with a vivid story told in a way that only Cirque du Soleil can deliver. Uh, the president of Cirque du Soleil is saying, we are incredibly inspired by Disney's immense creative universe. We are convinced that Disney's magic, that bringing Disney's magic to life on stage will touch audiences and bring them back to their childhood. Uh, no opening date and really no information in that there. So let's see here. We have um, pictures of the, uh, I guess, the entrance to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. You sent me that, right? Yeah, so it looks uh, looks neat. Um, I don't really know how to describe it to the listeners. Uh, I, I mean, I feel like, um, in a way, I feel like it feels like cold. You know what I mean? Like, if you had to describe it. Well, I'm sure it's going to get a paint job and not just be gray. I don't know, though. I don't know. It just looks like concrete poured on there. You know what I'm saying? I think yeah. they'll they'll have to make it a little bit more welcoming, I'd say. The light fixtures look Star Wars to me, so that's nice. That's just going to be weird, like walking from Grand Avenue into Galaxy's Edge. Just, you know, it's, it's going to be weird. What are your thoughts on it other than it's cold? <laughs> I don't know. I th- I mean, I think it looks good. but And it, you know, fits Bill for Star Wars, I guess. But I don't know. There's not much to say about it. It's just a... I like that it's kind of tall. I guess it's trying to shield some well, of the some of the stuff so that way you're not uh, seeing right into it, you know. Yeah, I agree. But yeah, I mean, I like how big it is. Like, it, it definitely makes it seem like it's going to be its own section. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you're not just you're going to know you're in Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. You're not going to just like walk from one thing to the next thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. All right, and here's something that's cool. Um, not that everything else isn't, but um, this I might actually be able to experience, and it is Disneyland Paris Festival of Pirates and Princesses. Right? That sounds cool. Yeah, so it takes place um, during March 31st to May 31st. So we'll get over there and probably have like one or two days, maybe, because um, we get married on the 27th. We'll get there on the 29th. Yeah, we'll have like two days, two, three days of it. Festival of Pirates and Princesses. Uh, I'll read it. This is what it's about here. All fairy tales start with the words once upon a time. How the rest unfolds is up to Disneyland Paris guests. This spring, guests can choose their side, pirates or princesses. Guests can experience shows and attractions, meet Disney characters, have their face painted, get dressed up, and enjoy a variety of entertainment at Disneyland Park. This will help them create their very own adventure story with them starring as a hero. They can choose to be one or decide to be both. A brand new interactive show as well. There's a pirate's float, a princess's float. Uh, guests, uh, they immerse guests with a musical celebration. Sounds like a show. There will be nine princesses in total as well as Moana. And they will be joined by none other than Mickey Mouse. They have a picture of Aurora on a float. Then they're going to have a huge pirate ship float with pirates on there. Captain Hook, Mr. Smee, Peter Pan, Wendy, Minnie Mouse in a pirate uniform. Is it just every day, like during the day, or is it a special event? 
Um, that's what I'm trying to figure out here. So what it is is there's a several shows a day of it, and uh, you can change sides during the day. Um, so I guess like once you can like choose your side when they stop in the middle of somewhere. I don't know. It's kind of confusing, but it sounds cool. <laughs> um, and I'll be there, so I'm a little bit more interested in it than uh, than if I wasn't there. So. Yeah, I was going to say, that definitely makes it more intriguing. Good to see it. Yeah. I wish they would have something like that over here. All right, moving on. We got this new Guardians of the Galaxy uh, Mission Breakout exclusive Disney Parks pop vinyl that is out. It is of the collector from Guardians of the Galaxy, and uh, he's all gold. Gold Funko. And they're also online on shopdisney.com. And it's uh, 20 bucks at the exit of the attraction. wonder if they'll come out somewhere else, too, or not. Probably not. They've had Indiana Jones exclusive before, too, over there. I mean, like I said, it is on shopdisney.com, so people can get it there as well. And we got some, some interesting news here. We got some uh, Flower and Garden performers are, have been listed. So much so that our mother has booked a trip to see one of them. Oh yeah, who did she say was there? Rick Springfield. So. Oh, that's right. Who else is going to be there? Yeah, so I'm getting the lineup now. Here it is. Uh, March 2nd... March 2nd to the 5th, it's Night Ranger. Um... They sing that hit song that's named after you, Sister Christian. Um, mm. They got March 9th through 12th, Starship. And I'm not so sure that this song is named after <laughs> No, it was written before you were born. I can't see how it could, but it was well, a joke okay. because you're my sister and it's also Christian. So. I know, I got you. March 9th through 12th, Starship starring Mickey Thomas. They're the ones that sing award-winning hit. We built this city, and by award-winning, I mean people usually put this as one of the worst songs in the 80s. So it may not win the awards you want, but it's uh, it's won an award. March 16th through the 19th, Simple Plan. I don't know who that is. No, either. March 23rd through March 26th, Little River Band. Uh, March 30th through April 2nd, the orchestra starring former members of ELO, Electric Light Orchestra. Um, they have a lot of songs. Um, Fog Hat. It's their first time. Fog Hat, April 6th through 7th. The other ones that sing Slow Ride. You know that song? Take yeah. it easy. Yeah, that song. Okay. <laughs> April 8th through April 9th is Survivor singing Eye of the Tiger. Um, Smash Mouth, who used to do uh, Food and Wine, they're going to be uh, April 13th through the 14th for uh, Flower and Garden. April 15th through the 16th is Rick Springfield. Um, April 20th through the 21st is Jody Messina. Mm, when is that? April 20th through the 21st. Oh, so basically two days. April 22nd and the 23rd, Lone Star. Oh. New to Epcot. Uh, 
April 27th through the 30th is Blood, Sweat, and Tears featuring Bo Bice. May 4th through May 7th is Herman Hermits starring Peter Noon. I don't know that song. I'm Henry the Eighth. I Am. Never heard that one. Okay, May 11th through May 12th, The Village People. Uh, May 13th through May 14th, Don Felder, formerly of the Eagles. May 18th through 21st, The Guess Who, who sings American Woman. Uh, May 25th through the 28th is The Spinners. They sing Working My Way Back to You. Um, performances are at 5.30, 6.45, and 8 o'clock. Every Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. I've seen Smash Mouth there. They're they're pretty good. Um, I haven't so where do they perform? Right there in Epcot? Yeah, in the American Pavilion. Right in that... <clears throat> that you know, thing there. Have you never been to any of the concerts? I'm sure we've Where's gone as a kid. One, I just can't remember who the heck it was. It wasn't anything but anybody great. Do they sing like regular, their regular songs? Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, like Smash Mouth sang All Star okay. and, um, you know, I'm a Believer and um, uh, Walking on the Sun and uh, what's their other ones? Yes, um, they sing like all of them. Um, yeah, they sing. Uh, now, sometimes they won't sing all of them on each showing. Like, I know when I saw Hanson on one of them, they didn't sing Umbop, which I'm sure disappointed the whole crowd because that's the only Hanson song anybody knows. So, <laughs> except except for my friend Heather. she She's a hardcore Hanson fan, so... Um, she knew all their new songs, too, when we went. So. But the regular Joe, like me, I was like, sing Mbop, you know? That's what I was shouting. And uh, they did at the show I went to, but I think in the middle show, the 645 show, they did not, I think. But that was years ago, so. Okay. Uh, so on December 19th, we'll move on to the next one. December 19th, the Hall of Presidents has opened up after like a year of closing with, uh, with Donald Trump as uh, the added president. Have you seen this animatronic? I haven't seen it, but I want to. I, I haven't looked it up, though. Like I saw, <laughs> I saw some kind of comment about, about it not... Uh, like people not being pleased by it or something. So well, I meant to look it up. I guess it depends on, on where you fall. Um, but it's uh it's not it's not a good animatronic. Um <laughs> okay, I'm gonna look it up right now. It's <laughs> for for being close for a year, this is like the longest they've taken to open this up, but Disney accused of making Hillary robot look like Trump. Yeah, I, that's what it looks like. It looks <laughs> like it looks like they had it planned for Hillary Clinton, and then they were like, "crap." But I mean, it's been a whole year. Um, you think they could have fixed it? Yeah, I mean, even if they just gave him a spray tan or something, you know. I would say on the <laughs> make him look a little more orange. Yeah. Well, there is. Like if you look, uh, okay, at the one with his mouth closed, it looks more like him, I'd say. 
Um, I'm looking at WDW News today, and there's a video that has his, like a YouTube video that shows him. Um, and in the thumbnail of that video, it looks more like him with his mouth closed. Huh. With his mouth open, it looks like he's scared. Or, um, I don't know. I think it's pretty funny. Um, yeah, I guess for how long it's taken for this thing. Yeah, I haven't heard much of the whole review of it, though, so I don't know. I haven't watched the video of the whole presentation. I don't know how long. Um, um, I mean, wasn't it supposed to only be closed for, like, a couple months? It wasn't supposed to be closed. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it was... So what happened? They were saying it was, like, uh, they were doing theater upgrades, and that's why it was delayed. Maybe they, they just kept trying to fix the that's, thing. I wonder if that's what they were doing. <laughs> But yeah, this is like the longest they have, uh, I think they were closed. Um, so, I mean, when I first saw this, I couldn't actually believe it was from the Hall of Presidents. I, think, <laughs> and, uh, I mean, just how they do so many good things, it's a little weird. Yeah. So yeah. What's next? Um, I can't stop looking at it. Okay, we got to move on. Um, <laughs> Pizza Ponte, or Pizza Pont opening in Disney Springs. It's uh, one of those ones that we talked about, how they have the Maria and Enzo's and Enzo's Hideaway. And the Edison are all supposed to open by the end of the month. Um, I'm trying to see. This one is kind of like by that bridge over into the west side, I guess. But, uh, yeah, it's near the – it's like right next to the Edison. So it's got to be right near that bridge going onto the west side. So yeah, it's right on the right. I know what you're talking about. Let me just kind of browse the menu here. They have – um, pizza by the slice for seven dollars. Um, well, they have eleven dollar sandwiches as well, um, which are made on pizza bread. Um, and they have uh, like coffee drinks and Coca Cola. The slices actually look pretty big from these pictures, so it may not be as bad as as what it looks. Like. Think that because I think of that Blaze Pizza being right there for like eight dollars for a decent sized thing, but I'm sure it's not the same type of yeah. thing either. Oh yeah, now we got some new security measures. Did you see this at all? No, I didn't. For the um, <coughs> hotels. Nope, didn't see it. So what it is is um, they're removing the "Do Not Disturb" signs from the hotels. Like for the rooms. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Um. Instead, they are replacing them with room-occupied signs um, that will notify cast members that guests are in their rooms. However, these guests will be disturbed at some point, as it is now required that a Disney employee enter their ho hotel room at least once a day to ensure guest safety. This is starting at the monorail loop. Um, popular theory here is to stop incidents like what happened in Vegas. Uh, where that guy kind of could have just put that on his room door, and then he had all those guns and everything in in the hotel. And these ones in the monorail loop have pretty good sight lines with popular uh, areas and crowded areas. So they're they're adding that in there. Um, and actually, I think it just took place to today, or because um, they actually have a picture now of the room occupied. Uh, that's from today, yes. Um, so they have the new room occupied signs. It says room occupied. We're off to Neverland, and it has a picture of 
Peter Pan and the Darling Children. And at the bottom it says, The Disney Hotel staff uh, reserve the right to enter your room even when the sign is displayed for maintenance, safety, security. Um, they will knock and announce their presence before entering. That Now, they will be rolled out to all the hotels, but first they're doing these over in the um, monorail loop. All right, and I guess uh, actually we have another thing that we did not mention is the <clears throat> Disney is indeed extending the 60-day Fast Pass booking window to guests at Disney Spring Area's hotels. Um, this is something we reported on I think a few months ago now, actually, yeah. Um, yeah, that like became official. Talking about it. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, I guess I can see where it would be good and bad. Like, it's already hard enough to get the fast passes that you want at that point. But at the same time, I mean, I can see the benefit to it, especially if you're wanting to stay at those. I mean, because they're technically still on property, and it's yeah. it's cheaper, too. So um, people don't have to go spending a whole bunch of money for it. All right, so then we'll move on to the movie and TV side of stuff here. Our uh, movie news <coughs> is um, Nutcracker and the Four Realms trailer, teaser trailer, dropped uh, the other day. I have not had the chance to see it. Have you? No, I haven't. Yeah, so uh, we're doing very good on... on <laughs> Being a, uh... I know what movie I did see previews for. And what was that? I'm sure you did, too. Wrinkle in Time? Yep. I know. That actually looks so good. I think it looks all right. Um, I don't think I've ever read the book. I've seen another movie of it years ago. Um, but, um, yeah, I guess it looks okay. I, I don't really know. Um, nothing in it really grabbed me, you know, but, um, oh, that's just okay. I don't know if I'll see it, uh, I don't think we're doing a round table of it, but we'll, <laughs> maybe, maybe I'll go see it, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, we, but me and Zach both said we really want to see it. I know Joy was, was saying she wanted to see it. Um, so we'll have to watch the Nutcracker trailer and maybe talk about that next week as well, just, um. I think it just dropped the other day, so. Um, when does that come out? Next, is it next Christmas, I think? I think it's supposed that's to be right. around the next holiday. Um, and that's something we'll talk about next week as well, because next week is our um, 2018 look ahead, so we'll we'll kind of, it's probably the best time to look at it and everything, too. Um, and really go in depth with uh, all of next year's stuff. Um, the next thing here is Disney's doing an Artemis Fowl movie. Do you remember those books? Mm, no. They're children books. I remember everybody read those in middle school. It was probably after your time. Everybody was reading those in middle school when I was in middle school. Kind of rode the wave of the, I guess, Harry Potter. It's, I don't think it's anything like it, uh, but... I, in fact, I really don't know anything about it. I never read them. But 
I never read them. I just know that um, so they're they're making Disney's making a movie of it, and uh, they just announced their cast. So Josh Gad is going to be in it. So he's uh, looks like he's one of Disney's go-to's. Uh, Dame Judi Dench will be in it, and actually Josh Gad and Judi Dench were just in um, uh, Murder on the Orient Express together. Um. Laura McDonnell is in it, and Nonzo Anansi. Kenneth Branagh is doing the directing. He's the one that also directed Murder on the Orient Express. He starred in it, and he was in Harry Potter. He directed Thor, uh, the first Thor movie. Here it is. The book centers on 12-year-old Artemis, who finds himself in a battle of strength and cunning against a powerful hidden race of fairies who may be behind the, his father's disappearance. That is not what I thought that was about this whole time. Yeah. Um, on August 9th of 2019 is when that will come out. It starts filming early next year. <laughs> it's uh, choosing a unknown um, actor, I think, Irish-born newcomer Ferdia Shaw. Gad is playing Mulch Diggums, a dwarf who works for the fairies. Uh, Dench will play Commander Root, the steely leader of the fairy police force. And Laura McDonnell is set as Captain Holly Short, the elf hero. And Anansi will pay, play Butler, Artemis, um, Artemis's formidable bodyguard. Other than that, I don't really know anything about it. And I think I got one last movie thing here, and that is as of this morning. Okay, so it looks like Star Wars: The Last Jedi gets a another hundred and two point five million for this weekend, which puts it at number one. It looks like with Jumanji being number two, Pitch Perfect being number three. The Greatest Showman, number four. Downsizing, number five. Father Figures, number six. Yep, that's how that shakes out. For the Oh, actually, that's just for all the... Let me see here. Because they have Star Wars as number one. Jumanji, number two. Pitch Perfect, number three. Greatest Showman, number four. Then they have Coco, number five. So that's still going. Ferdinand, number six, downsizing seven, and then it keeps going. Yeah, so that's still, uh, let's see what that puts it at total here. That puts the total, as of yesterday, um, 321 million for, uh, that's just in the U.S. for Star Wars. Wow. And then plus another 314 foreign, so it's at like 635 worldwide. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, shocked by, I really am shocked by a lot of the uh, outright hatred of the movie, though. I've seen a lot of that around. Really? Online, yeah. Seems like, uh, and then like the, you know, Rotten Tomato score for the critics is at like 90-something, and the audience score is at like 56% of people that liked it. 
Um, but some people are thinking that might also just be people. Um, I think I've seen stuff online where people have kind of tried to get people together to all go vote like uh, half stars on it instead of, you know, just because they didn't like it. So, um, okay. So I guess we will go over to our character of the week, which because it's Christmas time, I'm doing Olaf because he's a snowman. Um, so, <clears throat> Olaf, um, the trivia here on Disney Wikia says, Olaf may have been inspired by the snowman, which is another Hans Christian Andersen fairy tale, which is what um, Frozen is based off of as well, the Snow Queen, where the snowman falls in love with a warm stove but cannot be with it because he would melt from it. Um... <laughs> As a result, he does not enjoy the cold weather. Eventually, the weather changes, causing the snowman to melt. Um, what a depressing ending there. In the film, in the film, Elbo, uh, Olaf's elbows were specifically animated to never move, with the exception of his fantasy sequence during In Summer. Next time, I gotta, I gotta watch his elbows the whole time. I guess. Um, uh, Olaf was specifically designed to appear as if a child had created him, with an uneven shape and such, uh, which is a reference to how Elsa models him at the beginning of Frozen when she and Anna are young. Um, let's see. Before In Summer, Olaf had a song titled Hot Hot Ice, which is eventually scrapped. Olaf makes a cameo in Homer Simpson's video for the ALS Ice Bucket Challenge. Oh, really? That's weird, yeah. Um, in Frozen Fever, it is revealed that Olaf cannot spell or read. Uh, he can't feel pain, obviously. Um, Olaf is the only character from Frozen that did not appear on Once Upon a Time. The reason for this is because the creators of Once Upon a Time felt he would not fit the story that they were telling on the show. He was also the first Disney character that is not a princess to appear in the show, Sophia the First. And he's also the first male summoned by the Amulet of Avalar. Uh, during renovations of the Walt Disney Animation Studios building beginning in 2014... Olaf was one of the character silhouettes featured on the wall mural. And a Olaf balloon was featured in the Macy's Day Thanksgiving Parade uh, this year. He is voiced by Josh Gad, and he has appeared in Frozen video games and Disney Infinity. You can meet him at the Disney parks. And let me see if there's anything else in this book I got here instead of the website. Olaf's personal snow flurry, you know the one that she gives him at the end of the movie? Yeah. Only appears on warm days. It does not appear when it's cold outside. Hmm. Well, I guess he doesn't need it then, right? Yeah, I guess. Uh, in order, that's what I was wondering when I was watching the, the short in front of Coco. I was like, where's his thing? But I guess it's snowing, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. 
Really? You saw that? I didn't even think I that. I did think that, actually. <laughs> in order to accurately animate Olaf's walk cycle to mimic the way a child would move, one of Olaf's supervising animators used his son as a reference during production. And that is all the trivia of Character of the Week. And we will go over to our end of the year awards where we each chose out of a category here our favorites um, of the year. And um, we're call I'm calling them the Dreamies for Behind the Dreams. Um, so this is our first annual Dreamies. And I guess we'll go one by one. Like I'll say mine for movie of the year, then you say yours, and then we go to the next category. Okay. So, Disney Movie of the Year. Mine is Star Wars The Last Jedi. Big, big surprise there. I'm sure if Ryan Johnson was here, he would be um, very appreciative of this award. Um, I thought the movie was awesome. I've seen it three times now. So... Um, can't wait to get it on Blu-ray for that fourth time. Um, I don't have anything else to really say about it except it's my favorite movie of the year. What is your favorite Disney movie of the year? Let me go over the. Let me go over what was released, maybe. To... Yeah, thank you, thank you. All right, so we had uh, Coco released, Cars three released, um, Star Wars released. Um, the Marvel films of Thor Ragnarok, the Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales, the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Um, is that all they released this year? Let me check. Uh, Beauty and the Beast. That's right. <laughs> Alright, Beauty and the Beast, it is. Which is kind of self-explanatory because it's my favorite. So I was pretty excited when that came out. And I think they did a really good job of turning it into a live-action film. Let me tell you, Google's got this ahead of the curve here. They have Ferdinand on here because it's Blue Sky. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Alright, so... Yours was Beauty and the Beast. I'm just recapping here. And mine was Star Wars The Last Jedi. So we will go over to new Disney TV show of the year. So let me look over here at the... Let's see. TV here. show, you said? Yes, yes. So let's see here. So that is... Um, you know, like Tangled the Series just released this year. Um, I'm going with new ones. DuckTales, um, Big Hero 6, a Return of Baymax or whatever. Um, Mickey and the Roadster Racers was 2017. Hotel Transylvania, uh, the new Spider-Man show, Disney Vampirina. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Puppy Dog Pals, uh, Billy Dilly Super Duper. Subterranean Summer. Don't know what that is. Um, yeah, so um, I'll let you go first this time. You're, you're, I know you, I don't know how many of these you've seen, 
But um, new, you know, um, Disney TV shows. You have kids. You've seen some of them, I'm assuming. Yep. So I think mine would have to be. All right. So mine would be Big Hero Six. All right. I still haven't gotten a chance to see it. What? How does it? Um... It's good. It's pretty good, and it kind of like picks up right where the movie left off. So you know that part's good too, and um, it seems like they've carried over. You know, you just kind of feel like you're watching a continuation to the movie you know what I mean like yeah that's what I miss about like you know we used to have the Hercules TV show and Aladdin TV show um you know I liked I liked being able to expand the uh the time with the characters and all that yeah but not necessarily have sequels you know um, yes yes no I agree the TV shows are a little you know they're different than having a whole other movie yeah yeah Definitely. And, I mean, you can see where they're going to have, I think it's a good movie. So, I think it's a good movie that they picked to have a show of, because you can see where they're going to have, like, little things each episode. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm still like telling you, give me a Zootopia TV show. <laughs> Nick, and, Nick and Judy solving crimes around Zootopia. That's what I want. That's, yeah, that's a good idea. Um, okay, so your favorite uh, new Disney TV show of the year uh, for 2017 was Big Hero 6. Uh, my Disney TV show of the year um, is DuckTales. Um, I really liked the new style. I like that they're having um, new um, uh, – what was I going to say? New uh, – like a storyline about their, their mother. Um I like actually that they do have different voices for the for the kids. It, it makes it easier to distinguish, and also they're giving them more different personalities. Mm -hmm. um, watching the original Ducktales, you can't really tell the difference between Huey, Dewey, and Louie except for their shirts. You know, yeah. you know, you know, Huey is red because that's how it goes, and then Dewey is blue because of water and dew, and then um, Louie is uh, green because L starts with a leaf. L, L is a leaf, a green. I don't know. I've read this thing before. But that's how I remember them. Um, so, um, I don't know. It's a little easier to remember, you know, when they give them all these different um, personalities and makes it uh, deeper characterization, I think. And um, it has jokes for adults and jokes for kids. So I think it's the perfect... Um, Met, you know, mix of that. Okay. Um, so, new Disney character of the year. So, this is a newly introduced character that wasn't in anything previously. Um, and um, for this year. So, what is, uh, I guess I'll go first. Mine is Hector from Coco. Um, I just thought he was a really interesting character. I like the art of Coco. I like the songs in Coco. So Hector, you know, playing along with Miguel on those. I, uh, I don't know. I just really enjoyed Hector. And uh, I don't want to get into spoiler territory here, but he has a good character arc through that movie. Go listen to my Coco review. Um, Christian, what is your favorite character of the year? I was actually 
actually going to pick him. <laughs> <laughs> you still can, uh, I guess, but... Yeah, I mean, I will pick him. I mean, well, if I wrap this in with where I was going with this, then I'm kind of mm. jumping to another topic that we have on here is in our favorite movie moment. Oh, okay. Um, but, I mean, I just... I, I don't know. That whole part of Coco I just loved. Um, because I didn't see it coming at first, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I would say my favorite movie moment is that part. part, And, like, when they're in that cave together. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I just really liked him because, you know, he, he was really trying to get back to her and stuff. You felt bad for him, but, you know, and, and to find out that he really was trying to get back that whole time and mm -hmm. his family didn't know, you know? So he's like a lovable character that you feel bad for. And, you know, he's a little crazy kooky in the beginning, but I just liked him. Okay. Um, so we'll go to newest, our favorite newest tr attraction of the year. Um, this could be in Disneyland. This could be in Disney World. But I think both of us only went to Disney World this year. So um, it's probably going to be from that because I can't really grade an attraction without riding it. Uh, so what is your favorite newest attraction of the year? I guess it's, well, the only one I've actually seen was... Oh, you haven't done the other one. Yeah. Was Avatar the... What the heck? The Navi Journey? Is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I I really want to get to the other one because I've heard really good things from several people about that other ride, but I guess so far it would have to be that one just because it's the only one that I've really seen this year. Okay. So then uh, my favorite um, newest attraction of the year is the, uh, the Flights of Passage. Um, isn't that what it's called? Uh, yeah. At Pandora. Um, I did also like the river ride, but uh, this uh, Flights of Passage is pretty good. Um, we really only have two options. There wasn't anything really other than that, I don't think, that's opened up in the parks as far as what I've researched. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'll definitely say that for this year, uh, the Flights of Passage, I think, was better than the river ride. But um, I wish I would have gotten a do the full queue line and that it wasn't a two hour wait and I didn't have to use a fast pass on it. Uh, because I would like to actually, I think it would grow even more if I got to do that whole queue and see the avatar in the, in the tank and all of that stuff that I didn't get to see. Um, yeah. So I think that's what, uh, what that is. All right. So we're going to go to our Disney parks moment of the year. Um, so this could be either a, a moment in the park that you experienced, um, you know, spending time with your family at a certain part of the park or something that happened, you know, with the family when you were there, or you, you know, that kind of thing. Or it could be like the, an announcement at D23 that um, made you really excited for where the parks are going, you know, like that type of thing. All right. So mine would actually be last, well, two weeks ago when we were there. Mm hmm and it would have to be seeing the Circus Soleil show this year. Oh, okay. Because the boys really enjoyed it, and to see them, like, smiling and 
talking about it, you know, like the whole time they were sitting next to each other and Lucas is pointing out everything that's going on beneath and it was just mm-hmm. cute. Yep. It, was, it was a good show. Knowing that, you know, it was leaving and before knowing that they were going to bring something similar back. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you know what was... You know what was funny? I had something pop up on my Facebook today. I don't know if you did, too. From two years ago. Um, so two years ago, that would be my answer. It was us in front of the... Uh, it wasn't from actually today. But, <laughs> Wait a minute. It's supposed to be this year, so how can you use something from two years? Uh, no, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say the... I'm going to... Say another one. I'm just saying this one okay. was funny because I just popped up on my feed today, but it was from two years ago, but it wasn't from this time. Uh, I don't know what happened. I guess maybe one of us finally posted it like two years ago now, but it's us in front of the us in front of uh, the Hollywood Studios um, thing and. and <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and Lucas is just like crying for some reason. He just looks defeated. And Dad's cracking up, laughing. Yeah, and Nathan's like all smiles. Yeah. Um. Now I'm trying to find. Yeah, well, I, I, it's just got so much stuff up there. I'm like, what did I actually like? What was this year and what wasn't? Because you know, here's another one. If it was last year. It would be riding Seven Dwarf Mine Train and seeing Nathan's face. (laughs) (laughs) That's what it would have been. Um, Well, I think think this dinosaur ride with Lucas is pretty great this year. Um, Yeah. Where he said, I didn't see any, or I don't don't know because I didn't see any of it or something. What did he say? Yeah, yeah, something, something like that. Let me check what happened in April first. If it was actually, you know, actually, if it was last year, I'd probably have to say it was me getting engaged um, oh, in yeah. Disneyland. Uh, it better be. <laughs> Joy just said it better be. But a Disney World moment last year would have been riding Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. Another thing I, another thing I really enjoyed though was the. Um, I'd say probably my favorite thing then was we were walking around. Um, Hollywood Studios, me and Joy. And, uh, oh, Nathan was sleeping in that. Uh, so we were, we were walking around um, Hollywood Studios in April, and uh, the stormtroopers were walking around, and they were walking right behind us, and Joy started doing, like, a Facebook Live video, um, like, positioned away where it's a selfie. And... They started, like, talking into the camera um, to it, you know, like, uh-huh. telling her something uh, on the camera. So that was pretty cool. Maybe I can see if I can post that on the Behind the Dreams page somehow. So, yeah, maybe she should send it to, to me. I don't Can you send it to me if it's a Facebook Live video? I can send it. Can you post it to the page? It's like a... You should be able to save it. Okay. But we'll see if we can get that video up there because it was pretty cool. Um, I should go see. I should go save that picture and post it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we could do that too, just so people know what we're talking about. Uh, for our favorite parks moments of the year, 
and we'll go to the favorite Disney movie moments of the year. So you said yours was that whole scene in the cave with Hector and Miguel uh, yeah. and Coco. Uh, my favorite moment of the year in the movies was, spoiler alert, if you don't want to hear this for Star Wars, I won't get too in-depth, but that throne room scene with Snoke and um, Kylo Ren and another character I won't mention just in case you haven't seen the movie, but it was, uh, man, that was like my favorite. That's one of my favorite moments in the whole Star Wars movies altogether. So um, um, another favorite of mine uh, was the uh, scene with um, Luke and... um, an old friend from other movies in the saga um, as a ghost hint hint but that is uh those are my two favorite moments but i think my my favorite moment is the throne room more but uh, had to give a little shout out to the runner up there all right um so i guess that is everything for the for the um dreamies um you know, hopefully this will just be something that can grow as we go through, and maybe we'll have more categories on other years where there's more stuff, you know. Because um, it's kind of hard to do that if, you know, if not. Um, I can tell you next year my favorite park moment is going to be Disneyland Paris, though. So, <laughs> something over there. Um, okay, so we will go on to our final question of the day before we move on to our closing. And that question is your favorite underrated Disney movie. So this is a movie you think is very underrated compared to like the Renaissance films, like Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, Lion King, Aladdin. Um, And not part of that, um, what do they call this one? The revival with um, Tangled and Princess and the Frog and, um, Frozen and Big Hero 6, Wreck-It Ralph, and not part of that era either. So just, you know, but also not one of the classics like Snow White or, you know, just something you think is very underrated that doesn't get its due like the other movies. And, um... So, you want me to go first? Yeah, sure, go ahead. Alright, so mine would be Tarzan. Um, I feel like it's one that's often forgotten and not many people talk about, but I think it's a really good I mean, especially the music in that one. I really like the music in that movie. Phil Collins, man. He, you know, yeah. he, he didn't replicate it, though, for Brother Bear. I'll tell you that. that one... No, but, you know, there is a song in Brother Bear that I really like. Yeah, that like he... the only, like the main song in that one, right? Yeah, not the Tell Everybody I'm On My Way song. Yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah, I like that one. But, I mean, overall, Brother Bear wasn't as good anyway, so. No, remember, we got to watch that on the on the cruise for free. Yeah, first it was like when it first came out. Yeah, it was like opening night or something. I don't know, but yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, I remember sitting in that theater watching that movie. I've only seen it that one time, to be honest. It's not one of the ones I own. Uh, it's one of the last ones I need, actually. So, um, you know, wink, wink, Christmas gift. Um, but. <laughs> But yeah, so uh, I'm trying to collect them all, um, movie-wise. So that's one that I actually need. I've only seen it that one time. It just never really grabbed me. But the moose, 
the moose were funny. Oh. And Brother Bear. But yeah, Tarzan. Back to the movie you actually said was underrated. Yeah. Tarzan. <laughs> Tarzan was, uh, is pretty awesome. Um, I enjoy it. Like I said, we watched it not that long ago with the boys, and I don't know if they wanted to watch it, but we got them to watch it. It was on Netflix instead of me bringing down my disc, I think. But, um, yeah, we enjoyed it. It was a good movie. Um, but definitely nobody rates it as high. It's kind of like when it started really like their 90s. That was in 99, I think. Their movies really started kind of not hitting the zeitgeist as much, you know? Yeah. Um, let me look up what was after that one real quick, like the year after. Because um, that's actually also the other – well, you know, that – that's the time of the rise of Pixar and the fall of Disney animation, really. Because 99 was also the... Um, 99 should have been um, Toy Story 2. So that probably hit more mainstream than Tarzan did. Yeah. Um, yes, yeah, so that was June of... I feel like it went through... Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like that was like during that part where some movies were... They were good, like, but people weren't fanatic over them as they are right now oh by the way i'm changing my answer i'm changing my answer well i'm looking at this now so this uh so tarzan was in 99 in june november was toy story 2 so that's pixar um and then the next year was fantastic actually wow there was december 17th so they did two walt disney animated studios movies that year they did tarzan and then in december they had fantasia 2000 um, and then they had, uh, Dinosaur in 2000, in May, but also in the year of 2000, my most underrated movie, The Emperor's New Groove. Oh, yeah, I'm surprised you didn't say that before. I know. I love that movie so much. Um, yeah, that's one that uh, I can watch all the time, and it's so funny, and I can't believe it doesn't get to do... Uh, Justice. I mean, it has a sequel, it has a TV show, but it just never, I don't think it was as popular at all. Yeah, um, no, it wasn't. You know? But it was a good movie. I like that one a lot. Because that's in the time frame, like I said now, where they had Dinosaur earlier that year, which probably didn't do that well. Um, they had uh, Atlantis the next year. Then they had... Lilo and Stitch in 2002, so that kind of hit the mainstream. So that one I would not consider a um, underrated. That one was hit the zeitgeist. Like I said, Treasure Planet was also that year. Um, then you get Brother Bear, Home on the Range, um, Chicken Little, Meet the Robinsons. Um, then you get Bolt. So there was kind of that area. Oh, Bolt is a really good one too. Yeah, but I think that hit the that hit the. I remember seeing that in theaters actually. That was one of the ones that I actually did see. Um, I didn't see Princess and the Frog. I didn't get a. Some of them they, you know, now they're more consistent on when they come out, which seems to be November yeah. all the time. That one, Princess and the Frog, was in December. 
and then like starting with Tangled, it's like November, and you know, every yeah. year there's always something in November. Um, but yeah, I would go with um, Emperor's New Groove. Um, and actually checking out the box office, it, it was a hundred million dollar budget, and it made one hundred and sixty nine million. It made its money back, but it, that's not really like a big number. Yeah. And that was in December uh, as well, 2000. 17, year, 17 years ago. That's crazy. God, time goes by too fast. Yeah. It was actually nominated for an Academy Award, Best Original Song. My Funny Friend and Me. What is that song? I don't know. It's your movie, isn't it? <laughs> I don't remember a song like that. What? Oh, it's a song by Sting. Is that like the opening? No, that would just be called Kuzco, right? I don't know. That doesn't sound familiar at all. Um, but yeah, Dinosaur. I'm looking at Dinosaur. Oh, Dinosaur actually made a crap ton of money. Really? Yeah, $127 million budget, and it made $349 million. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess that about wraps it up. Yeah, so I guess, um, like I said, next next week is all about our look ahead to 2018 for all things, movies, parks, what we're looking forward to. Um, if you want to follow Christian, where can they find you? Um, on Instagram at allguyeradventures, A-L-G-U-I-R-E adventures. And you can follow our podcast at Behind the Dreams podcast on Instagram. All right, and our Twitter is BT Disney Podcast, Facebook.com backslash Behind the Dreams Podcast, Instagram, you just said it, um, YouTube, Behind the Dreams Podcast. We're also on Stitcher, SoundCloud, and iTunes. Please rate us on iTunes Store. It helps people find us. Um, whether you rate us half a star like people on Rotten Tomatoes for Star Wars or you rate us five stars like I did on Rotten Tomatoes for Star Wars, you can uh, rate us whatever you want. And um, we will catch you all next week and have a great uh, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> See y'all real soon. <laughs> <laughs>